The Koivig part. For me, it's difficult because if Chelsea aren't playing well or they need something to get someone to get them out of it, I don't think they have it. So I think they're in a difficult place. Subscribe to the feed in the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition available now. Time for us to turn our attention to Liverpool. Phil Thompson is with us. Uh, Phil, good morning to you. How are you? Good morning. Not bad. Not bad. Could be better. <laughs> um, what What the hell is going on? Absolutely no idea. Um, and it's lovely, isn't it? You always think, as a as a player, as a coach, that you've got ideas about where it goes wrong, what's happening. You have your opinions. And we got to the World Cup, and you were thinking, oh, yeah, I've got them. I think I know what it is. It's it's the press. The press is just not working. And, it, and in fairness, Mo Salah came out, of, I think it was just before or just after the Man United game, and he said it was the forwards who, they were, they were not understanding or doing the high press. But I thought, it's. I think it's everybody is out of form. I think that is one of the big things. Um, the new players trying to integrate them into the side, that were Nunes and Gakpo with that press. But I think it's just loss of form in so many players. But Saturday was all about complacency. And that was it. They thought after all the hype of the Man United game, we just need to turn up. Kenny's there with you. You know, you have a game like that and you perform and everybody's talking about it. And the next week you go out. And if you're not right, if you've not got that in your mind, you can soon come, come unstuck. Complacency? Was that an important element here, Kenny? Yeah, I think Phil's right, but I think there's there's certain fundamental fundamental issues in that Liverpool squad. Been there probably for about a season now. Phil will probably uh, say more Liverpool games than uh, me. You can kind of nitpick around the edges, but for me, it's always been for the last year that kind of central midfield area for me. That kind of access in there. Henderson's legs, unfortunately, not the player he was. Can't get around the pitch like you had done previously. They've never replaced Wijnaldum. Phil, in my opinion, that central midfield. Fabinho now is getting more exposed. A lovely player that he is. He can't shift. Over over the ground, you know he, he, you know, so he he's getting more exposed than he's ever been, and yeah, and likewise the the back four, you know, that back four unit now is getting exposed. We haven't got that defensive <coughs> shield filled for me in front of them now, and they're really getting stress tested. How how good they are individually as defenders, and we're seeing them them exposed a little bit. So there's a lot going on there. But yeah, right, a bit of complacency. <coughs> absolutely, yeah, yesterday doesn't help, but I still feel yeah. there's underlying issues there, uh, Phil, which the manager isn't going to resolve until the summer. He's only going to fix this, Phil, for me by actually getting. And some top quality players into that club uh, in the summer. No, it's it, it, there's there's a lot of that, right? But don't don't forget. I think where the defence, the problem with the defence, we're not being defending well. I'm not trying to say that they're all right, but if you don't get that press right, and you don't get it right, and our press has always started from the front. I get you think about Wijnaldum, but Wijnaldum wasn't there last season when we were going for four trophies right for the, the very last day. So, you know, and things things were really good last season. So the drop-off has been quite immense, the way it's happened. And you, you could go with Mane rather than Wijnaldum. But don't forget, Wijnaldum's age was, was going up as well. And that's the difference. We've got like young lads in Cavallio and Elliot and Curtis Jones who are between 21 and 18. And then we've got 30-somethings. And the gap is too big. Now, you keep doing the high press and the intensity of, of 
the, of the closing down of what Jürgen demands from the players. There's going to come a time when you're going to hit that brick wall. And I, I feel as though this season has been that brick wall for those ones who are, who are a little bit older. And it, you can't get around. You see players who are not able to pick the, pick the feet up to make challenges, make passes, and it's just not happening. So that area in the middle, yet yeah, you're quite right. I'm not agreeing with the Wijnaldum thing, but the, the press starts from the front with Liverpool. Now, if you're not stopping and players are able to get their head up and see that pass, and it's happening time and time again, players have just been able to put the ball in behind our defence. We're still holding that high line and you're getting done every time. I've never seen Alisson, of all the years he's been there, have to make so many crucial saves as he's done this season. It's only in the, in the last few games that things were getting a bit better. Maybe they've been working on the press. But to come unstuck again like it was at Bournemouth was just, honestly, it was it was a shame. Because like you, you think you're, you're turning that corner. We turn more corners than Lewis Hamilton this year. <laughs> <laughs> Phil, can I ask you if you think that this is an issue that will be fixed with a couple of signings? Um Rumours yesterday in the papers about Mo Salah's future and whether or not they'll decide to cash in on him. You know, he's still obviously incredibly valuable. His goal scoring this season is is excellent. Um, so there would be a big market for him and they could get loads of money back. But is this something that can be fixed? Is this is the new reality that Liverpool are way off qualifying, or sorry, uh, competing for the title? Or is this a couple of signings, an off-season, and they're back again? I, I would like to think a couple of signings. I'd and, and listen, yes, I, I get the midfield thing. And so many Liverpool fans, oh, Jude Bellingham is coming to Liverpool. Well, I'm telling people, don't. <laughs> you know, I, I did what's called um, Legend Souls at Liverpool. You got 50 people in the room. And I said, how many people think that we're signing Jude Bellingham? And about 48 all put their hands up. And I've went, listen, I would love them to sign. I says, but you've got to get it because it'll be the biggest letdown of any transfer window that will ever happen if Liverpool don't sign Jude Bellingham. And it, it, there's going to be so many options for this young man. That it's going to be astonishing. Yes, I would love him, but it may not happen. But that is an area, yes, which needs to be changed. You've seen the way we don't keep a settled midfield at all. Yes, the intensity, you need to change them. But that is a major area which keeps getting changed week after week, trying to find a winning formula. So it tells you in itself that that's the area. As for Mo Salah, listen, we couldn't afford to lose Mo Salah at the moment. If you took his goals out of the team, Darwin Nunes has done very well. But if you take Mo Salah out now or the end of this season, where are you going to find those those goals again? Other teams are searching for them. There's not a load of Erling Haaland's out there who came for 51 million. That's what we've got to remember laughing. I was going to say the betting one's a fascinating one, Phil. I mean, you mentioned how important he could be for Liverpool. I don't think Guardiola at Manchester, Manchester City can afford to let you, Bellingham, go to any of his rivals. I think he's got to take Bellingham away from Liverpool and Chelsea, crying out for another central midfield player. Because I think he helps Manchester City. He makes Manchester City a better player. Obviously, we know the quality he has. But he takes Liverpool and other teams to another level, Bellingham. He's that good. So if I was Pep Guardiola at the moment, I was thinking, how can I hurt Liverpool? What's the biggest hammer blow I can give to Liverpool in the summer? It's actually to take Jude Bellingham away from them, put him into that Manchester City midfield. 
Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? How much will they pay for him? Probably City will announce that they've signed up for thirty-one million. (laughs) You know that it's such, it's such. You know, it's a good deal, and their recruitment has has been great. Um, But listen, yeah, I can understand that. That 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 was that was the the Man United back in the seventies and eighties, wasn't it? Trying to take players just because they didn't want other other people to do it. I think Pep is 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 quite shrewd. He knows what he wants. You've seen. Uh, before Haaland came, is that they did need a centre forward of his, and he's 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 a goal machine. The fella is a goal machine, so that that was right. But as as for Bellingham to City, everybody's everybody's going to want it. Anybody who's got a bit of cash, probably anybody who hasn't got cash, will be wanting Jude Bellingham, and he's such a good player. But there's there's others out there. If Bellingham was not a bit. We need to have our hat in the ring for, for Declan Rice. Mm. You know, if Declan's that unhappy, he's another player who, who I think is a good player with the right attitude, with what would constitute to be a Liverpool player. And that would all sort of fit the bill. But it, it, it is an area which is, if, if you don't you don't have to be a, a manager or anything to, to see the areas which need strengthening. Phil, do you want me to ask you one thing in, in, in terms of Liverpool's recruitment uh, this summer? It looks as if maybe financially they can't compete with teams around and talking about they need some more investment coming into the football club. Those players that might come in, the likes of Bellingham and Royce that you're talking about there, maybe another one or, or two. If Liverpool had to generate funds from within the squad at the moment, i.e. they had to get one or two players out the door, they had to get money in for players. Now, you've just said you wouldn't sell Mo Salah, um, probably one of their biggest assets at the moment. You need them. But is there any other players in that present Liverpool team, if you had to generate funds to get a Bellingham in the door, who would you sacrifice? Would you be prepared to sacrifice Trent Alexander-Arnold on the open market or even Van Dijk at the moment to get somebody like Bellingham or Declan Rice into the, into the, uh, into the club? <coughs> Excuse me. I, the, the likes of those players uh, are not. I think, I think Virgil's uh, 30. Trent is obviously a lot younger. Hmm. They, they, they're not. So you're not looking at them. But we've got, it's not only, there's players who are 30-odd, you know, um, Oxlade-Chamberlain. Um, there's, I think there's about another three or four players. Yeah. It's, it's not just the value of selling them on. It's, it's the contract, what they're on. They're on probably into the last year or two. And it's, it's the salaries, what they're on. You put that all together and there's, there's massive savings there. It's, we've not, spent a great deal in the last couple of summers. We, As you said, we, we have to be very shrewd of what we do. What we do, we sometimes keep them, as we did with Van Dyke, as we did with Alisson. When that big one, and it was needed, we will make that purchase. And that's what I'm thinking, that's what I'm hoping is being done in the background, is we've, we've saved our money. Um, our net spend has not been as great as any of the other clubs. Is that we're saving it for those those big ones in those those areas that needs doing. So hopefully we've we've just saved our money in in our little piggy bank, ready for that big signing. <laughs> Tom, can I just briefly ask you about Virgil Van Dijk? We touched on him. We touched on him earlier, and the term God complex came up, and we're trying to find reasons for for his performance on Saturday and and. Uh, Performances generally this season, which haven't been up to par as as he has been in previous years. But like, how do you explain the goal, the Bournemouth goal at the weekend, for example? Because he, as we were saying earlier, just appeared to stop moving and uh, almost yeah. gave up the ghost. The ball it, it went in the inside right position, and as they went past him, it, it, he stopped. And I, it's one of those as a defender where you think, I'm all right here. We've got him. We've got, he's going at such an angle; it'll be all right. Not realizing that 
obviously what he's going to do after it. But it was the point of of where he stopped in the penalty box. Now, if he'd have carried on his run, he might have got when the guy pulls it back for him to put it, a billing to put it in. So, to me, it was a lapse of concentration. To me, that is complacency. It's not that urgency of what you've done against Manchester United. Like there was, there was one thing in I think in the first half where it it goes and it's the guy's running a goal coming down the left hand side and Virgil's going like that. There's another man in the middle who who this fella could pass it to. If Anglin was absolutely perfect. And he eased them away from goal, eased them away from goal, and then the ball ran over the byline. It was absolutely top-class defending. Now, one incident doesn't make just a whole game be right, but there's still that knowledge in his mind, there's still that pace in his mind. It's just not happening all the time. And to me, it is, it's complacency, it's coming off the back of big games, and even the likes of the great players can drop to that. And we've had that happen too often this year. All those teams, those promoted teams, we can't keep struggling and losing against those teams. That's not Liverpool. Remember the words? We find a way. That we find, we're finding a way as seems to have gone out of our vocabulary. Will they finish top four? I do still think, I think the other teams are all sort of giving us that great opportunity. I do think we will finish top four. Sometimes you need a game, what happened at the weekend, to kick it on. The, the Newcastle game for us was not great. The Spurs won. Spurs are up and down at the moment. Newcastle not lost many games. I still think it'll be hard, but I do think we'll finish top four. All we'll right. finish third. Phil, good stuff. Thanks a million. Uh, all right, lads. Finish third. Yeah, there you go. Da-da. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition available now.